Good evening, guys. Welcome back to the NK Pod. Uh, for all the viewers that typically do watch our podcast, uh, we normally do uh, try to strive for an entertainment type atmosphere. And today is a little bit more heartfelt. It was October sixth of last year. One of our one of our good buddies took his own life, and we're here to we're here to help memorial for him. So, if you'd like to talk about a couple stories, well, basically just starting off, you know. His name was Cody Jacob Richard Iverson, and um, he was always one of those guys that, uh, from a like base point, if you just look at him, you could basically misunderstand like everything like he was about because he was a very quiet, very soft-spoken, very you know, you know, concealed individual. But then, damn, he was you, a hard charger, man. <laughs> if you get to know him by any means necessary, in that. He literally will go balls to the wall crazy on the first opportunity he gets, whether it be like an outlet, whether it be a good night of drinking, or whether it be uh, just like whatever it was, he would just go crazy for it. And yeah, that's a lot of people didn't get to see that side of him. So Cody was a Marine with us. We actually met him on day one going from Infantry Training Battalion, which is one of the first stops you go after boot camp. For those who don't know and we trained with him through there we got stationed with him in washington dc and we continued to go with him at camp lejeune in different units i got the opportunity to be with him in the same unit when we got to lejeune but we stayed with each other the whole time us three so i feel it's only like appropriate that we just give him a good marine corps memorial for him through the podcast also so. the other thing too i was a platoon 1001 in boot camp and he was a platoon 1002 oh god so you were there at day one i was at day you know nine making 93 and on <laughs> not making the punter or anything but you know i was only the platoon for about a year and a half but a one since day one literally a1 since we day were in one's company. a real thing and oh that's what i'm saying it was kind of funny i was literally up going to first platoon but yeah. yeah he was in this uh he was in the second platoon of that company and uh, a lot i of was a one when i got the one eight too alpha company first platoon there too i stayed the whole way but uh i mean there's just basically sharing a few stories that we had uh with him and of him him. Um, one of the first ones I actually wanted to hit was um, 2016. It was actually election night. Because remember, oh, that know. was we the night. The, we were in the hotel waiting to check in. Good old the Econo Lodge over in North Carolina. <laughs> we were waiting to check in to our units the next day. And, um, we're waiting to see if Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton <laughs> got, got president. the presidency. Oh my God, that man hated Hillary Clinton so much <laughs> with said, a passion. He said if Hillary Clinton doesn't, if Hillary if Clinton wins, wins I'm, I'm not checking to, in. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going home and I need to do some things. And we yeah. were like, okay, buddy. And I remember what was funny is Kevin and Cody passed the hell out and I was sitting there just playing on my phone and I fell asleep and I woke back up and looked at three in the morning and I tapped both of them and was like Trump train 2020 or Trump train 2016 because Donald Trump had won and then uh and then they were like cool and then just rolled back over and went to sleep but one of the first ones I actually wanted to tell about Cody was um the Thanksgiving we had had and oh, I know, I know, no, 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 that oh. one, but there was the one Myrtle Beach, exactly. Yeah, when we got to lose, yeah, <laughs> love Brian to death, Brian Evans, love you to death. And I know you're going to be on the podcast here soon, and I'll give you the shout out. But your Thanksgiving was probably hands down one of the best ones I ever had. But yeah. this one was a little bit more unique because it was myself, Cody, and Kevin. Yeah, we, we couldn't went, go home because we used all of our leader and PCS. So. We went to a seafood buffet on Thanksgiving <laughs> on Day, Thanksgiving, yeah. 
to go I had it. all the lobster all yep. of it yeah <laughs> it was like a 30 dollar a person but it was expensive as shit yeah <laughs> it was so expensive but we all went and we had a thanksgiving at a seafood buffet in a city we'd never been in and in a town we were going to end up being there for years and we had a they, little between the three of us. We had our own little Thanksgiving. I put a picture of you two on the beach uh, in the tribute video, too, by the way. Oh, with the beach when we went to Chance or? No, when we went to Myrtle. I mean, there's, oh, a, okay. there's a lot of beach pictures because we yeah. would go to, is it Onslow? Yeah, it was Onslow. Okay, yeah, when we went to Onslow yeah. Beach. But, no, specifically the Myrtle Beach one is on there. I'll show it to you after this. Yeah, the um, but we were all sitting there, and we had a good old Thanksgiving riding Kevin's little Hyundai Elantra, a little Lola. We took all the way out over to Myrtle Beach. Still got her because we were we <laughs> blueberry were, bullet. Still got it. <laughs> we were sitting there, and it was just it was a good time. It was a legitimate good time with you know, and a lot of non-veterans and whatnot. They may not understand, but if you're a veteran and you literally spend day in and day out with these guys, you know them, you know their whole family, even though their whole family's never met you before, and you know, just everything about them. And it was like that was our little family that we had at the time because we hadn't, we didn't know anybody in our new units we were going to. Mm, nope. And all we, we had, yeah. That's all exactly. the family we needed. So. And that's another reason why it's, uh, I know all the veterans watching, listening, is you know another reason why when it, when a death happens like this, why it hits just a little bit harder. You know, you get a text or something from a friend you had in high school you ain't talked to in 15 years, you know, past. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's, well, yeah, that's sad. But then you got a guy that you literally spent more time with him than you did with your, you know, entire family. Mm -hmm. And then that was, it just takes a whole nother level to it because that is your family at that point. That is the person you've been oh, yeah. know, with in and out for a long, long time. Oh, yeah. That, Sorry, and, I know I was shaking my foot. No, <laughs> I was like, is it going to stop for her? <laughs> nope, I'm always antsy. But uh, one of the uh, one of the other stories I actually wanted to say was saying that uh, – that unleashing of Cody was uh, Cody actually was one of the first person to take me to like I, an official like concert concert. Yeah. All I'd ever been to beforehand. Cause you know, I didn't grow up with a lot of money or anything like that. All I'd ever right. been to was like, Oh, there's a band playing at the ballpark, you know, before the show mm -hmm. starts. Ooh, concert. But Ooh, we, concert. we officially went to Slipknot was the headliner and Lamb of God was uh, in for Slipknot. Mm -hmm. And I remember the opener bands were pretty good and whatnot. And, uh, but then Lamb of God came on and it was just, it got wild. I'm talking wall of deaths. I'm talking circle pits and everything. It got wild. <laughs> I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it really got like crazy. And if anybody's ever been in a circle pit, it goes <laughs> one direction and everybody starts running around and anybody's been there. You'd see the one guy that's always like jumping around and I remember Cody took off his glasses. He handed me his glasses and then immediately starts going the exact opposite way of the pizza <laughs> and just starts ramming everyone who's coming around. And just, I'm talking, this dude is rocking like it, it is like, it is like crazy. Now Cody was ramming. Stop that. But he was, he was having the time of his life. And that one was just, it was utterly insane. And there was this other dude, he was like jacked. Yeah, and he was hopping around. I swear to God, him and Cody like bumped heads like three times. But every time they bumped heads, they were like "fuck yeah," and then they just keep going and doing whatever they were doing. But that was the cool thing about it, dude, because metal etiquette and whatever. If somebody gets knocked down, you got to pick them up. Yeah, I pick it. yeah. But that was just crazy because like pit's going one way, but it's just like screw that. Now I'm going with the opposite direction of the pit and just ramming everyone. Yeah, <laughs> that's really funny. One of the things that you were mentioning about uh, how close we were as a as a family. 
Uh, just to describe for the viewers who don't really know, uh, we were so close that one of our buddies, Brian, we were talking about Thanksgiving. I did not go because I was actually home on Thanksgiving that year, thankfully. But all day one guys came over. You, Cody. Yeah, we were all I over think, Brian's house. Uh, uh, it was Aguilar, Dustin, all, like, all of them. All of them, yeah. Okay. And they just all came over with open arms. And I think at the time, Brian was a senior, so it was kind of like, was it like weird going over there no no this is right after because like because we all got really close in like this in in the split of that yeah because basically like brian and tyler like came oh shout out to tyler too i just saw you became a marine raider fuck yeah bro (laughs) oh my god i I can officially say i know a dude that's over in raider battalion and you know congratulations to him and his family and their little little uh kid and hope y'all do a you know have a good time with that yeah and i hope the raider battalion takes care of y'all and um but uh brian and tyler had just switched over uh to being like the third years at that point oh okay and basically we had gotten so close between our you know first and second years with all the guys that were over there and whatnot and we became Mm -hmm. like that little family and this is right i think um brian would have to tell you the quote but i believe like about six months later or whatever he went to a2 but um it was just it was just yeah you know really good time in general um and you know him and Sarah awesome have always been awesome shout out to them and their little kid now they got and yeah <laughs> and uh but uh they were always awesome in opening arms and I even have another little story about Brian and Cody yeah because after that night um Brian you know being just the awesome do- dude that he is um him Sarah Cody and myself all went out and we were mm-hmm. giving the leftover meal meals from that night and we went around and we're giving them to homeless around dc wow are you so cody did that too well mainly the thing was like because it was late night in dc so mainly cody and i stayed like towards the car and whatnot because only you only need one person going out and giving him just if anything happens you know we were there and i remember brian was just going out left and right and there was one lady covered up in a blanket Mm -hmm. and like it was real sketchy like the whole time Brian just kind of quietly like walked up and he was like, "Hey, are you okay? Would you like some Thanksgiving food?" And she was like shouting at first, and then like after she realized like he was trying to give her food, I think he gave her the food. I can't remember specifically. It was a few years ago. Yeah. But I uh, he was giving her the food. I remember just looking and I saw Sarah's face. She was like just real tense, just for a little bit, like real, real tense. <laughs> like she mm-hmm. didn't want anything to happen to Brian because you know well, <laughs> newlyweds and they just had a beautiful wedding ceremony at the you know Jefferson Memorial and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But um, but that was the thing. Like that was it was a day about taking care of others, yeah. you know, them opening their arms and all of us coming together as a family. <laughs> yeah, I I just uh, if there's something that I definitely truly miss about our times in the in the military as well is the times where we got to just hang out, barbecue, go to the beach. It was me, you, Cody, and a couple others trickled down. I know one of my buddies, Josh Sherman. I know he's watching right now. Thanks, man. You know, keep on spread, keep on spreading the NK pod too. Uh, he's a huge, like he's keeps sharing all of our mm-hmm. stuff. But uh, Cody, uh, specifically, he just loved the Yingling, the oh my god, that we make. I, I'd make these awesome. I'd take a really crap two dollar like chuck steak and just make it nice for everybody. We take them to the duties that were on there. This is when we got to one eight when we really yeah, got yeah. no I remember I went to a couple but of barbecues. Even ju- no, I lie. we had a we had the sun deck at A one. We like we Every I know me and McGinnis uh, and Cody would go down there too, but 
Look, um, Jimmy Shea literally went out and bought a grill for that place. I know. And huh? all he asked in return, he didn't ask anybody for any money. And also, Shea was an awesome dude from ITB and everything. He was just always so nice, even though he was like, he was older than we are now, then. And it was just like, he didn't treat us like crap. He didn't treat us like kids or whatever. He was just a nice dude. He yeah. went out and bought a grill and stuck it on the thing and just said, please take care of it. It's like, yeah. please take care of it. It's here. This is for all of us. Like, take care of it. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the cool things he did. And I know they had barbecues. I got pictures of them filling yeah. up a pool with their sink. Their yeah. the little hose connected to their sink, and they filled up a pool on the top deck of second-story building. <laughs> and all of them were just getting drunk, hanging out there and grilling. Yeah. And I was like, that that is, like, I love that. That's grunt ingenuity. There is there, there's just nothing better than when we were coming off the parade deck, like, uh, off of the... Friday night evening parade. Oh my god! And going and up me, on deck. And, I mean, Cody uh, would also go into everyone else's rooms, but specifically, we would go to him and Duran's room, and we would just either watch anime or we just sit there with a couple yearlings. We ain't, I still have a picture of me and Chance specifically with those glasses that we bought, and we just put four loco in yeah, them and, and then fill like, the whole thing up. Yeah, and and fill the thing. whole thing up, and we would just sit there and we would sit in our rooms, not cause any trouble. We were just chilling having a good time vibing some good music and that was the life he cody truly enjoyed that and that's why we try to keep it when we went to lejeune's like i can't you know we got more barbecue pits that means we need to be out here more yeah (laughs) you know and so we we did that a lot one of the cool things though is because i remember like of course when you start drinking or whatever and you know you know jay singh and uh uh, Sir Thomas and all that got to you know Dustin. If you watch this, yeah, y'all got oh. me pretty messed up when I was uh, Sir Thomas. younger. Jay. I could uh, <laughs> I could have my uh, I have my tolerance now, so it would be pretty fun to drink with me again rather than back then. But I remember when you know back in the day for some of us it was just like a few and we're done kind of thing. And I remember specifically, you know, you got to do the old sneak sneak. I won't go into detail about it, but. You got to go in there, yeah. sneak, sneak, and we'd get a little 18 pack, and you know he'd have his nine in a and black have, backpack. That everyone knew you had. <laughs> everyone that mattered. Everyone knew. Knew everyone who didn't matter didn't know. Right. But uh, we'd go over there, and we'd literally just split a case. We'd sit there and watch, you know, YouTube videos. We'd jam music. We'd have a good time. Mm-hmm. I remember my 20th birthday, 21st birthday, but my yeah. 20th birthday. <laughs> We were sitting there, and we had a uh, we had a good old bottle of Jamo, and we were just sitting there having a great time and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and then the age old thing is like, "Hey man, I gotta go to the bathroom." <laughs> and then I didn't see him for a good while, <laughs> and I'm not gonna go into I too much detail. I believe that was the 151. That no, was. no, 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 no. <laughs> it was it was the Jameson because uh, we were we we're going pretty good on that. But okay. I'm not gonna go into too much detail. But let's just put it this way: I had to fix my toilet, <laughs> not in cleaning it wise. I mean, like reinserting it back onto its place so it wasn't reins? leaking anymore. And this was Kevin and I's room, and Kevin was actually gone for this one. I was pissed. Yeah, because <laughs> you you were gone for Thanksgiving, and my birthday was yeah. it's the it's a few days after Thanksgiving. It's either mm-hmm. the day after Thanksgiving or a week after Thanksgiving. Right. And I, I couldn't remember if that was a day after or the week after, but uh, Cody got uh, what are they? We're saying nowadays full send. Cody definitely full. <laughs> he sent he it. sent it all he the way. He sent it the all the way to the moon and back. Yeah, but, but that was that was a really cool. I mean, just experiencing some of those things with him was by far the coolest thing. Especially when you're that age, and it's just like every memory you're making at that point is like one of some of the biggest memories you're going to make in your life you're going to be talking about when you're 25 oh man i remember back when i was 18 really you're not that old you're 25 but seven years yes i mean but still it's like it's one of the things you genuinely just 
sit there and think about, man, I miss back when back when you actually hated it. <laughs> it's like you hate it when it happens and then currently. five years later you're just like I could go back for a month and just kind of do that for a little while and have a good yeah. like do it literally like parade seasons you know they were pretty interesting whether I'll get yell at no I, I, I'm not I'm not gonna go and bash nobody with him, but he could live his life I'll live my life if I don't need to see him again I won't need to see him again uh, Sergeant G or Leo you you know but um, it's one of those things where you do look back and you're just like if I could just it's just like if I can give up a little bit just to yeah. go back for maybe a week, maybe just experience a week, you know, do your drill on Tuesday and you know, with get the your same time on. Obviously with the same people yeah, because that's what people. that's what made it what it was. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you go back for a week and you trade it and do it again. And also that was one thing after uh, he had passed, uh, one of the things that was in my mind, and I think it probably crossed a lot of people's mind, but just like go back and even deal with all the bullshit and even deal with all the crazy stuff just to hang out with your buddy one oh, more yeah. time one more time yeah, yeah where uh, you were having fun and doing like some crazy shit yeah and it's one of those uh, uh i mean I, i'll be completely honest it, and when it was fresh and new that he passed like it was one of those you thought about that every day oh it was for, for a, a couple weeks for, for a couple weeks and then uh, you know i'd be lying to you if i say i think about him every single day because sometimes you know we just get that way I do we in a way. On, and I know like now that it's kind of like hitting that year, it's like resurging on all of us. It's not necessarily a resurgence for me. I mean, obviously, yeah. like I, I think everybody at the uh, funeral saw. Yeah. But I do have a tattoo and commemorative of him. You know, I'm mm -hmm. two things. I'll explain it real quick if anybody can see it. But um, I am a huge Halo fan and everything. But there is some of the lore in it. And the symbol on my arm is actually called the Swords of St. Helios. And if you look up the lore and whatnot, basically it's a traditional faction versus the modernism faction. Yeah. And I don't know if anybody can tell, but that's kind of what's going on right now. Mm -hmm. And I know one thing that Cody always was talking about is he's like he didn't like the way things were changing and he likes the things the way they used to be. Yeah. And he was a very traditional. I even mentioned this to him and he, we were talking about it, whatever. And so after yeah. he passed... Um, I decided to get this because it, you know, not only is it one of the things I really like, but it's also one thing that it really embodied his personality, embodied yeah. what he stood for. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Kelly, I know you're going to be watching this. And you mentioned, yes, I did forget the R, but I didn't forget it because I forgot it. I left it out on a little bit of purpose on that because I remember uh, a couple people would always say Cody and Jacob because we would hang out a lot. Yeah. And his one of his middle names just so happened to be Jacob, so I put the Cody Jacob and the Iverson to remember my friends as best as I could. Yeah. And so what you were saying was like there are days you don't think about it. I do think about him every day, mainly because I do have a reminder on my arm. Yeah. But I, I, I have do. A band. I still wear the band too. I, I do. I got the band. Nice <laughs> sweet ass tan line going I, on. Um, but I do that for two reasons because I never want to forget my friend but at mm -hmm. the same time and uh, we're going to segue into this but at the same time like our buddy Duran keeps us all uh, accountable um, yeah I'm good at segues no no but, um, no, 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 no. That's our buddy Duran keeps us accountable whatnot in the chat make sure even if he hasn't heard from somebody in a while he'll throw it out there but this is me saying remember what happened to him so that way even if it's not if you even if you can't do anything you can yeah. at least do something Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say it like that, but even if you're not the one who's able to help the most, you can right. help some. And looking at this every single day and remembering the days and remembering what it is and remembering what he stands for, yeah, 
if somebody else is going through troubles and whatnot, I'm not going to list anybody's troubles out here, but it is a reminder to make sure you don't let that happen again because that means yeah. somebody else has to deal with it, whatever. But going on with Duran, good old Dennis Duran was actually roommates with Cody for a couple of years, and earlier on we uh, we asked him to send us a story because, again, in the chat that we have in our group chat. Same group chat we made <laughs> way back when, mm -hmm. when we created, when we were talking about who's time. Who's going to be waxing the quarterbacks at what times with their no, freaking dirty-ass T-shirts and all that? But um, he really is, and this is we really are shouting him out because he, he it is a good thing, especially with all everybody seeing the veteran suicide. He goes on there every day, and as crazy as the message is, I'm not going to repeat some of those, but as crazy as the messages are, he's there keeping guys accountable and asking guys, how you doing? How you doing? I ain't Huge seen you. Huge commit. Like I commend Duran. We don't. We're always pretty busy. Everyone's busy off doing their own thing. Some people are fathers now. You know, people got uh, like careers going. They're busy. They see it. They'll say, yeah. "I'll answer it later," and they just forget yeah, to. I'm a huge person who doesn't answer the text message because sometimes it gets blown up, and I just read them. And he is making sure he. If it's not every day, it's every other day. He's making sure somebody. It'll probably take a while, but going back, scrolling for the last year or so, you could go back and actually see Chuck Duran just going in, every morning seeing too. how in his own funny, colorful Good morning, vocabulary. Yeah, yeah. just like going just talking that. about, just asking how we're doing in his little colorful ways. But I'll go it's ahead. A huge and, commitment to that. Guy. I'll go ahead and read this as verbatim, so I don't want to try and figure out where it's going to start in. But I'm just going to read it. This is all from Dennis. So shout out to Dennis for sharing the story with us says okay so this story means a lot to me and every time my arm falls asleep when i'm asleep i think about it and yet again how iverson made me laugh it was probably five in the afternoon and i was oops phone room and i was chilling in the barracks drinking jack and coke and iverson was asleep in his rack and i noticed he was talking in his sleep so i pay no mind to it because it's something i do every now and then too well cody rolled towards the bed and his whole arm fell through the crack and his arm was pinched between the roll and the rack. So after a few minutes, he was. I keep after a few minutes, he was waking up, but he was half asleep, and his arm is dead. Well, he then looks at his arm and freaks out, jumps out of bed, and screams the deepest scream I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. Grabs his K bar, ready to destroy something. Then he stands still looks at me and says my arm fell asleep and I thought something was trying to drag me under the bed <laughs> we both <laughs> laughed our asses off and drank together and talked about how we would wake up in the middle of the night and hear each other talking in our sleep and, ju and just have a great laugh about it he is now and forever our brother and we will all see him again in the next life either standing post at the pearly gates or in hell when we get our platoon back together and oh, fight our way out to heaven or in Valhalla, but either way, we'll link up again. So shout out to Duran. That was an awesome story, and I agree. That, that was a great story, part. man. We'll either be kicking shit in hell, or we'll be sitting there standing post in heaven. I um, better not be. If sometimes hell sounds pose. a little bit more fun on that one. <laughs> Just a little hell. You know, it was funny though. That yeah. I was saying, uh, I talked about the first concert, but the second concert was also. Lamb of God, but Lamb of God was the headliner this time. Mm -hmm. It was Lamb of God and Anthrax were the, the double headers on that one. Mm -hmm. And um, 
going back to right before I got here about an hour ago, Walk With Me in Hell came on right before I was turning into your apartment complex. Oh, no way. Yep. And that's uh, a really cool. That's actually really is, cool. It is. Like you're talking about today, like to two come day talk turning about, on past the train tracks. Walk With Me in Hell was playing. To, to, to talk yes. about Cody. That's, to talk about Cody. Wow. And um, so the second concert we went to was over in the Fillmore and yeah. I don't know about any concert buffs or whatever. Fillmore is a big thing because a lot of in Baltimore, big, right? uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah. That, I think that was the concert venue. Not important. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly. Cause it's been a minute since I've been over there, but I do remember reading about the Fillmore. The Fillmore is very popular mm-hmm. because artists that make it big, they, a lot of them play gigs at the Fillmore. So yeah. it is kind of like, and I know it's in one of Mac Miller's songs, but that was the film where he was talking about. Yeah. He was talking about playing there and then, you know, and then getting a good following there and then going on and whatever. So we were at the Fillmore, so it was a kind of like, you know, historic place a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, we were watching uh, Lamb of God, Anthrax, and then a cool story. I'll give the band a shout out. I can't remember the name of the band, but it was a garage band. Mm-hmm. And they had a stand-in drummer. And he was a big old boy, big old boy with his little sweatband on and whatnot. And they brought the house down. I'm talking about this is like a new band's dream. They yeah. brought the house down, <laughs> and the drummer got a standing ovation, and the band got a standing ovation. And they were leaving, and one of the guys from Lamb of God shooed them back on stage and said, "Play one more." Huh. And so they played another one and got a standing ovation. You got to admit that's probably the, one of the greatest moments of their life. Mm-hmm. They got that double standing ovation, and the standing drummer got his name chanted at that concert because he was rocking that hard. But towards the end of that, Anthrox has already melted our faces off. We already got an awesome open with the the Garage Band, and then Lamb of God comes out. And they tear the house down. They play a couple of their good songs, you mm-hmm. know, and then they play some uh, one of their new ones, and then they just play, you know, and then yeah. they have a good time. And we were doing, it was kind of like the staged push. Anybody's ever been in a stage push, you know, like everybody's pushing behind you. It's almost like a wave and sea of people. It's this motion. It is. And I'm talking about being a 200-pound guy getting yeah. lifted off the ground by sheer inertia and force. Getting lifted off and pushed, like that's a surreal like thing. Cause like I've only had a few people be able to like manhandle me. Yeah. And I'm just getting sitting here like moved in the crowd. And we were at the front, and I mean Cody was rocking about as hard as anybody could rock just in that crowd. Yeah. And one of the guitarists from uh Lamb of God saw him. He threw his guitar pick at him. It yeah. landed on his shoulder, and then it fell on the ground and he couldn't find it. Oh, and he was so <laughs> sad about that. He wasn't mad or anything because it's like, what are you gonna do? It's a, you know, it's a, like a wall, of, you know, of people. But you know, like he was kind of like, oh crap, the fatality. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he he was upset about it. I remember after the show and whatnot, um, we we sat there. He's like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not mad about it, but you know. I was like, that was super cool that he actually noticed me, and he was like, and, and he, he was happy. The guitar pick. He, oh, he was, he had the brightest. He was like a five year old kid on Christmas. It was, yeah. just, he was happier than hell that uh, that he noticed him and he threw him his guitar pick, and uh, it was just, 
a surreal moment for both of us because, like, yeah, admit, like this is why another reason why, like, just hearing the band Lamb of God means something to me. Yeah. Because two of the concerts that we had went to were mainly for Lamb of God, and we went, and Cody took me to one of my first concerts. Like, I'm going to say my first real concert I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. You know, wristband, everything to get in the concert kind of thing. And uh, that's why... It's going to be hard going forward to go to a Lamb of God concert unless it's with a good group of people. But definitely uh, those are some of the most awesome moments I have in my life. And I actually have a couple of the pictures of it. And I know we have this one picture where we were both smiling and whatnot. And Cody had this crazy smile. There's, <laughs> if you look in the middle, there's a dude just like completely like lost. And he doesn't even like know where he's at. Like that dude is so faded in the There'll background. probably be me in the middle of a concert like that <laughs> oh you go to all them country concerts no i don't yeah you do. that requires money and i ain't got it so. but that was an awesome moment that he got to have and i'm so sad that he didn't get that pick but yeah it was so cool he was like yeah he threw it to me i literally watched the pick go and then fall on the ground and i was like oh damn that sucks yeah. but you got any you got any stories you want to talk about man i got i got i do have a lot of stories but most of the stories are ones that i don't want to put all over the internet so i agree with that so there, there's just a, le- a certain level of the my favorite ones at least if i'm gonna be completely honest are just the ones i'm not gonna post all over there and no i um, agree with that i know we had to talk about it too we were gonna keep the stuff that uh everybody you knew cody and saw it and everything oh, i got one. we're gonna keep that for us but it's completely civil completely good <laughs> good civil story but no i remember my i think one of my top favorite memories which there's a lot of them other than the it, you it was the thanksgiving story but you already told it oh we i went apologize to the, for that. that no no no, it's fine um when me mcginnis and cody went camping for like four or five days in the appalachians yeah y'all told me about that i didn't get to i was upset i didn't get to go but y'all were doing y'all you were maybe in grounds at the time uh i don't not entirely sure it doesn't matter but it probably was i was in the grounds at the time yeah yeah but we yeah we went backpacking with our main packs with the but everything else was normal we just we brought our jet foils i really i believe ian brought his uh camping cooking set thing so we used our jet foils and just held a real quick little pan over there and then we brought uh, uh fly fishing poles and things like that so we would actually catch fish and eat it over the after we cooked it and everything and i brought i forget what i brought but um a couple hammocks and things like that and cody just went eagle scout on everything like, he yeah, was he, actually he, an eagle scout one of, yeah one of the things that he loved doing while he was out there was just going around roaming around and i do have gopro footage of us three just walking the trails going into where we were at and walking out and it was pouring on the way out but it was but you know what it was weird because it was like in a way it was, it was completely miserable leaving miserable versus you're doing what you want to do we miserable. wanted to do it and you know and it was so much fun like we all just had a good time we all went and did our individual things throughout the day and came back to our campsite it was it was honestly one of the most fun things I've ever had with Cody. But I do besides wanna... tailgating, I, I'm sorry, go. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Besides tailgating at the uh, the country concerts that you're talking no, about, I know, that me, the uh, funniest uh, picture, the f- half a color guard would go to and just get lit before going in. Yeah, Brian attended on one a, a couple of those. One of my favorite <laughs> pictures I saw of you guys bringing it back was the whole everybody was there. 
and I know, sorry, Leo, but I remember this picture so much. But Leo is standing at the end, literally looking like Hank Hill, <laughs> the Mexican <laughs> Hank Hill with his beard right there. Oh my God. And he's just like, yep, these are all my dumbasses. Yeah. I'm, I'm in charge of all of them. <laughs> these are my kids. I'm bringing <laughs> God damn it, Bobby. Why won't you do that? But um, no, uh, one of the things I did want to say, though, when you mentioned McGinnis, hey, Ian, I know you're out there right now and you're over in all those fires be careful and be safe and you know stay we with not, us and yeah. take care of yourself okay i know those fires are getting wild right now and i see you see you talking about them and i know you're over there so please be safe and he's you know, definitely take care of yourself yeah he's definitely taking care of some business out there no, he's seen a lot more stuff now than he ever did in marine corps i think he even told us that last year when we seen he's like right. this wild uh wildfire stuff is insane yeah and it is insane you're fighting fires of nature it's you versus literally the hand of god the right? hand of <laughs> the hand of god and yeah, more power to him but please 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 buddy be safe and take care of yourself but uh going on from that uh another one was uh, a story i wanted to share was about some of the stuff cody and i had talked about mm -hmm. and there was a lot of different things we had talked about over the time but i remember there was one time where we were just hanging out and he had his good old lexus you know yeah and uh we drove out to onslow beach because we were just bored and whatnot so we were smoking a couple cigarettes on the beach we disposed sure. of them properly we no, were smoking didn't. no we actually did we put oh, them back okay. in the pack. um <laughs> and also because remember they're biodegradable the ones but we actually put them back in the pack huh. and uh we were smoking a couple cigarettes and we were literally just walking up and down this beach and it was, you know, not to sound like, I don't give a damn, it's one of my best friends. We, you know, we went to the sunset on the beach with each other. You do that there with your friends? Go. Do you do there that with you your go. friends? Bring in the little can Coronas because you can't <laughs> have glass on the beach. But, <laughs> you know, little, like, things but this tall. It, was one of the, it was awesome that we were literally just sitting there talking for a couple of hours, just walking up and down the beach. Mm -hmm. And um, we were... Um, just walking up and down and I remember the the most like profound thing that he told me about that day was his literal view on life which is another thing that inspired into that yeah but it was literally his view on life like he we were literally facing the water mm -hmm. we had already done like up and down because you oh, know you can't I go know this conversation yeah because I believe Nevada you told Nevada this story I did I told Nevada a couple we stories Minnesota. and I'm happy it actually made him feel a little bit better and I told him a little bit of the crazy stories, and I know he, he laughed, so I, I'm, I'm happy to see his brother. But, hey, yeah. bud, if you're watching this, too, I hope you're doing well. But um, one of the things, we were literally facing the water. We had already – because anybody who's been on Onslow and whatever, you know you can't go too far one way because there's training areas, and you can't go too far the other way because you're getting I off base. Onto a training area once. <laughs> Good job, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we were facing the water. The sun had gone down maybe about 45 minutes earlier, so it's pitch black. And like anybody who's been by a beach at night knows it's just forever. You, you don't see any end. There was no moon that night. It was a new moon. And you don't see any end or anything. And we were just looking out in the water, and he was sitting there saying, you know, but you'd heard the philosophers say it all the time, you know, it's like what is the grain of sand on the beach versus the entire universe. Right, yeah. But he literally just even equated it, not even to the whole universe, but at first but to just the world he's like there's just like one speck of water and that's it and it doesn't mean anything to the rest of the water at all and he was literally saying that it's like one person unless you do something like crazy it doesn't make too much of a difference and he was 
what I got from that conversation was a very way similar that I feel to this life. I enjoy this life. I enjoy helping people. I enjoy being around people. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel better. It makes me feel human. Mm-hmm. But one of the things he always said was it was almost like he was constrained and held in to being just human. Like he wanted to be more than just human. He wanted to yeah. experience what everything was. And that was always one of his outlooks on life. And I think that was, you know, one of his biggest character traits. He wanted to be more than what he ever could have been. Yeah. And that's one that was one of the things I admired most about him. He was just he was at, he was more than this world and I've used that term to describe him more than time. He was more than this world and he wanted to be more than this world. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of things he did that made him out of this world. <laughs> he was crazy. Like yeah. he was he was literally a great dude. It was a good crazy. It wasn't a bad crazy for everybody watching and listening. It was a good crazy. But he was one of a kind, and he was just... He was a hell of a friend to have, man. He, he had your back through and through. Like, it was just... That's how he was. But I always loved that conversation on the beach because that truly let me get just a little insight of what, you mm-hmm. know, what is his overall thought process. And he always just wanted to be more than this world. Well, while you're, while you're talking about the more than this world, he also talked about, which I don't know the specifics of the story. You probably do. Maybe you don't. We can skip over it. But There's some things he, I'm not going to say, but there's also other No, I mean, about. no. The things that we were talking about in Minnesota with his mom. I'm oh, sorry, yeah, with, yeah, uh, absolutely. Not with his mom. With, uh, with no, Kelly. No, no, no. Kelly, Kelly's, his, Kelly's his mom. Right. Stepmom, yes. whatever. Kelly's his mom. That woman, uh, I was saying um, he always talked to us prior to us meeting his entire family about the spot. That we didn't get to go up to. We didn't get to go up to, but I do know, but thanks to no pandemic, the, we're going back up there. But We are, um, and I think we're, we're going, going next summer. I think we're trying next summer. I talked to her that COVID no. screwed a lot of things See up. See if I could ask Nevada to take us over there, but uh, that would be awesome. I really want to go, but he would always talk about this spot, but go on. No, no, that, I was saying I don't know much about it. I was just oh, saying that so the, he would talk about the it. The spot is where Cody would go to like kind of clear his head, but also at mm-hmm. the same time, Nevada could say much more on this. I only got the stories that I know, but uh, Nevada and some of his friends and uh, Cody would go to that. It's a spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the one things I really remember, Cody was telling me he was up there one time and uh, he had his speaker in his hand. It was a little cold outside. Yeah. And he literally sat there for hours till he felt his like hand like clenched on his speaker to where he couldn't, you know, <laughs> Couldn't move his hand because it's like it's like yeah. so cold and like stuck on things there. we don't experience down in Texas. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, you know my hand's so hot I can't move it. But um, he literally was saying like uh, he was just up there for hours just thinking about stuff and just listening to music and he almost got literally just like lost in a trance and yeah. just he that was one of his favorite places to go. I I heard about that multiple multiple times mm-hmm. and uh. I think you are getting an uh, ambler that I just got. I actually don't have my phone in here. You do? It's right here. Oh, I do. I'm sorry. My fault. But um, it was one of those things where uh, he... I'll edit he, that he, out, he by really, the way. So. <laughs> okay. But uh, tick, tick, he really enjoyed that uh, spot. And uh, it was a place where he went to go think a lot, and that's what he was telling me about it. And I know definitely if you ever get a chance to ask Nevada about it, like he could tell you more because he was actually there with Cody. But that was mm-hmm. one thing he told me about often 
And then there was other stuff about him. Like uh, one of the other things cool uh, was like with me and my dad. Me and my dad will play uh, Xbox and whatnot with each other. And Cody and his dad, Rick, actually ended up playing <laughs> the PlayStation with each other. Hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's one of the ways he stayed in connecting with his dad while he was wow. gone over in D.C. and over in uh, Camp Lejeune. He actually, they played PlayStation, would talk and shoot the shit and whatnot. That's right. I do remember that. He yep. said, oh, I'm actually going to be uh, on a, I'm actually, you know, playing PlayStation with my dad. That's what his plans were for the night. Mm-hmm. What if we periodically stop by, hey, you want to come to our room? Just, oh, no, I'm playing PlayStation with dad. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, this was, that was one of the cool you things. You did it too. I mean... Oh, yeah. My dad was on Xbox. and that's how I my playing. Xbox that I had. In- <laughs> oh, yeah. Fun story. It's a short little story, but my dad uh, has been playing Xbox for a little while, and it was funny because I had one of the older Xboxes, and my uncle had whatever Xbox he could afford, mm-hmm. and dad walks in the room, slaps his credit card down back when he was still working, and he's like, yeah, go get me the brand new Gears of War 3 edition Xbox 360. <laughs> and we both looked at him and was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> but, and then after that, um, Kev no longer played his Xbox. And so I was like, hey, uh, do you mind if I, you know, buy your Xbox off you and give it to my dad? And all to this day later, five years later, my dad is still playing that same Xbox. So I thought that was pretty funny how that worked out. And how video games actually keep you in connection with your parents. <laughs> they, they do. Yeah, that, yeah, Cody for sure did that. Yeah, he uh, did. He played PlayStation. He did a very good job at that as far as I was concerned. But uh, thank you guys for tuning in. On uh, If you've made it this far to the video, you're probably one of the guys we served with or you're just a very good supporter of the NK pod. And we really do thank you. Um, any closing comments that you... All I want to say is I know time I had with certain people wasn't as long as I wanted to and some were yeah. <laughs> too long. But, I think that relates to everybody. There's a lot of that. I do miss a lot of you guys and uh, it, it does, it's good to talk about these things because it's made me feel better and just remembering a little bit more um, to his family. Um, again, we apologize. We did want to come up there and this whole thing kind of just shot that out but we y'all are not forgotten. We all have, we have not forgotten about going up there and visiting with you guys and seeing you guys again and telling some more stories. Yeah, like and all, then, all this equipment, all this everything, this is the very first recorded podcast with a guest on scene. And uh, this is Cody's thing. Like yeah. This was for him. This is for his family. So that's all I wanted to say towards that. The last part I had to say was, uh, you know, just kind of like speaking into the void here, but I miss you every day, bud. And I know everybody watching that uh, had to ever – or not had to, but uh, ever served with you or ever even just spent time with you and ever called you a friend, a brother, mm-hmm. um, we miss you. And you're amazing, and you're a part of our life we'll never forget. And this one really is to you. And the couple of drinks we're going to have after this is all over, <laughs> those are going to be to you, buddy. And uh, don't get me wrong, I've got our, you know, I got our good old apple juice cocktails out there that we, we used to have. We got our lucky is ready. Today is for you. And if you're seeing this today... Today, uh, the release is October 6th. So It's your day, bud. It's your day, man. Um, it's already been a year, and I just can't believe it. It doesn't get any easier, but it does. Uh, you it do come not. to peace with things after a while, but it's uh, there's a reason well, I got yeah. it tattooed on my skin. I want, it to be, I want it to be remembered every day. And that was your way of doing that. Yeah. Um, it's I, not uh, for everybody, but yeah, I yeah, definitely yeah. am appreciative of it. Yeah, we uh, a lot of the A1 guys got their armbands, and that's what they did. And 
Uh, everyone in A1 got a sweet tan line now, by the way. Unless you live, <laughs> unless you're McGinnis and live in where is it, Oregon? He's or probably Washington got a tan State. line too. <laughs> maybe. Oh yeah, next to the all those fires, probably. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Um, but thank y'all for listening, and thank y'all for being here, and we miss you too. We miss y'all here, and like I said, just because we met up last year at his funeral, but I don't think that should just be a lockout. The only time we made up is we when somebody re- yeah. goes. We should try and meet up again. We really should on accounts that are not because of a death in one of our families. I think a lot of people say that a lot during the time, but not a lot of people actually proactively do it. So it is difficult. It, it is difficult for sure. You know, so I think that's something Jacob and I we're, we're really going to be working on here in the next year for sure. If anyone's interested, um, but we'll be talking about that in the A one group chat because this is going on. This is going to go all over the internet. Our chat is our safety and our privacy and everything. But so thank you for having me on this and thank you for letting me talk about hey. some stuff. And no nah, man, thanks, thanks for coming. This is you're here almost every other weekend. I don't see why we can't do a podcast like this. I hopefully this isn't the last one either. It won't be. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Take care. Be safe.